Growing a video business can be hard, and I reckon one of the things that makes the game of business even harder is when you're going it alone. This is why I set up the Strategy Board Mastermind program, and I want to invite you to join us. The Strategy Board is a high-impact, collaborative 12-month paid group program specifically for the owners of established video strategy and production businesses who desire further skills, tools, inspiration, and guidance to achieve their goals. It's delivered in a controlled and facilitated discussion around growth and expansion of each business across the duration of the program. The Strategy Board is designed specifically for video strategists or video business owners who are actually in business and doing it and want to just do it better. The program consists of quarterly virtual board meetings, as well as monthly mastermind sessions. And alongside the other members of your board, you get direct coaching and support from me as together we hit targets and grow your video business into the business that you know it can be. To learn more and apply, go to engagevideomarketing.com slash board. Fill out the short form there and if suitable, I'll invite you to jump on a call directly with me to see how the strategy board could be the right fit for your business this year. That link again is engagevideomarketing.com slash board. You really have to look at marketing differently um, with video. And this has been one of, so beyond just all the, the personal reasons there were my hangups for not wanting to, to kind of take that leap with video. There's the matter of measurement that I think is, is toughest. And I've seen this now as I've jumped into um, TikTok and Reels and whatnot, where so many of the comments I get are like, hey, it's great, John. So, so what's your ROI? There is no denying the fact that in marketing, things change and often change fast. So it's critical for all of us to be investing time in staying current, adapting with the changes, and importantly, helping our clients adapt their strategies for their business success too. One of the key changes in the world of video marketing that's emerged over the last few years has been the rise of short form video. With all the major platforms now prioritizing and focusing on short form, it really is no longer just something that some businesses should do but it really should be something that all businesses should be starting to embrace. And in today's episode, I've invited one of the world's leading paid advertising experts to the show to hear the story of how he's adapting to short form video and what you can learn from this. Let's go. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 262, and I'm super glad you're here because this is a great show. I want to know, where is your head at with short form vertical video right now? Perhaps you're a consumer of content, spending time on Reels, Stories and TikTok and just soaking it all in. Or like me, have you begun experimenting with creating your own content, but you haven't quite found the rhythm or consistency that you know you need to just yet? Or are you all in on short form, embracing the platforms both as a creator and a consumer? And for those video producers listening, what role are these platforms having in your business right now? 
These aren't rhetorical questions. I'd genuinely like to hear from you on this. So drop me a comment on YouTube or shoot me a DM on Instagram at engage underscore Ben and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You know where to find me. So in today's episode of the podcast, I've invited Facebook ads legend John Loomer to the show as we explore not only the impact that short form video platforms are having on the paid advertising space, but also John's own recent journey into embracing short form for his own personal brand. If you haven't yet heard of John Loomer or come across his blog at johnloomer.com, then you've been seriously missing out. John is an accidental marketer and advertising educator who launched johnloomer.com back in 2011 after two layoffs. He found his niche in advanced Facebook advertising beginning in 2012. And his experience with Facebook goes back to his years with the NBA when the league partnered with Facebook in 2007. His business is built around educating advertisers on the tools, skills, and strategies that they need to succeed. And he's now in the process of adjusting his business and his brand to the ever-changing landscape, now focusing more on short-form video via TikTok and Reels, no matter how uncomfortable that may make him. And that last bit of John's bio is what prompted me to bring John on the show for you today. And it's a fantastic conversation. So let's get into it. John Luma, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, I said before we hit record here that I've been following your content for quite a number of years here and have personally learned a lot from you and your blog uh, in in the world of Facebook advertising and helping us do better for our clients through that uh, in that regard. But I've invited you on today because there's been a bit of a shift lately for you and we'll get into that in a moment. But um, before we do that, I'd love for you just to share a little bit um, about you know, what you've seen change in the world of Facebook and Instagram and, and digital advertising in the years that you've been, you've been doing this and particularly the last few years, you know, what's, what's shifted for you, do you think? Well, yeah, I have unique perspective on a lot of this. I mean, I've, I've been using Facebook since 2007 and really from that point for business purposes as well as personal. So, um, I've seen it through every stage and, you know, I was there during the Wild West when advertising was super cheap and uh, you could do some crazy great things. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the biggest biggest thing we've seen over the last you know few years is it's getting harder, uh, especially mm-hmm. harder to do the things that we've already, always done or to ex- uh, come to expect the same type of results by doing the same things that we've always done. And... I mean, the first thing that happened, obviously, was all the iOS privacy-related stuff um, a year and a half ago, which limited tracking and uh, you know impacted reporting probably more than anything. So to be able to tie your advertising to success, you know, to to results, uh, became more difficult. But you know, uh, even that for me, the big, the most difficult shift has been accepting that video is the, the way of the future um, on Facebook and, you know, across social media. I mean, it's, that's just what it is right now. So you say the most difficult shift, you know, what was it about, about that for you that uh, seemed difficult at first? Well, you know, it's going all the way back to the beginning, 11 years ago. I mean, what was all, what has always come naturally to me is writing. So I like to be, be you know, behind the computer and 
not out front. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even like, like I'm not even an Instagram guy in terms of like taking photos and selfies and all that kind of stuff. Like I just, I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, I'm like at, at events, I'm not the social guy who goes to introduce himself to everybody, you know? Um, so even when I started my business and early on, I was like, okay, I got to start a podcast. Even that made me nervous. Like I, I just, I didn't, you know, podcasts and webinars, I mean, you name it. So, you know, I've, I've progressively, you know, gotten better and it's gotten easier with all those things, video stuff. Um, and, but there's so much, uh, technology, it's, it's the technology too. So it's everything involved. It's, I don't understand the platform like TikTok. I don't understand the platform. And especially if you don't use it, we all have an impression of what TikTok is. It's just a bunch of dances and silliness. And um, then you get into the app and I don't know how it works. Um, I got to worry about the lighting. I got to worry about, worry about what I'm wearing. I got to edit, have to edit it. it, has to look nice and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's overwhelming. It's intimidating. Um, so for the longest time I resisted it thinking I could keep doing what I was doing with mainly blogging. Cause that's just, that's really been, the, you know, that what's driven my business for all these years. I think you're probably reflecting a lot of the same thought processes that goes on in, in so many traditional businesses, you know, as they've kind of tried to shift their marketing strategies over the years. And so I've definitely seen it, this idea of, you know, suddenly realizing and this, we're probably talking five, six, seven years ago that, oh, we probably need to be doing something with video, right? And then they're like, ah, it seems too expensive. It's too complicated. Not sure if it's going to work for us anyway. We'll stick to what we know. And then eventually that's kind of become a, you know, almost ubiquitous now that businesses should be doing some sort of video to promote what they do. But now you kind of get this, this move into, well, now you need to be doing like more short form video and, you know, more of this yeah. less professional kind of content you know, using that idea less professional in inverted commas, right? So I think, you know, you're yeah. experiencing the same sort of thing. Like, What do you hear from from marketers or, or people in your community about this hesitation? What are, what are the hesitations in, in going all in on video right. and short form video? There, there's a lot there. I mean, I, first of all, I think, I, I think there's something more intimidating about short form video as opposed to the long mm. form because then you have this pressure of getting all this value into a very short space and, uh, or else why are we doing it? Right. Um, so that, that's, that's been the biggest shift for me because I might even be able to tell at the start of this interview, I'm a bit of a slower talker. I ramble a little bit. I'm not always super concise with the way I speak. I've, I've, I'm always much more comfortable writing. So try to get everything into a minute and get out good value is tough. So, I mean, I think that's, that's part of it, it, but you really have to look at marketing differently um, with video. And this has been one of, so beyond just all the, the personal reasons that were my hangups for not wanting to, to kind of take that leap with video, there's the matter of measurement that I think is, is toughest. And I've seen mm. this now as I've jumped into um, TikTok and reels and whatnot, where so many of the comments I get are like, hey, it's great, John. So so what's your ROI? What kind of revenue are you seeing from this? And so that's the difficult part with it. Well, first of all, we shouldn't be thinking that way. And I, I get to that in a minute, minute. But second of all, it's, it's hard, right? Like normal, we're used to sharing links and we're used to being able to 
track. Like normally, like I, even if I just shared a blog post, I could, I could provide um, a good reason for doing that, even if it didn't lead to a bunch of direct revenue, because I know that traffic leads to building my email list, which leads to revenue. But yeah. with video, I don't know what they're doing. Um, they're, they're consuming it. Great. You know, liking it, commenting, whatever. I think we all know by now that, you know, those kinds of metrics are very, very surface level. So the biggest adjustment for me has been letting go of that type of measurement of feeling like I have to always mention my website and go to my website or it's just not it's not worth your time. Because I think that's kind of the old school marketing marketing uh, mindset is that unless it's driving to something that leads to revenue, then why are we doing it? Yeah. And I think you're probably looking at that through through the lens of a, you know, a paid paid ad strategist as well of look, you know, everything's about return on ad spend. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, what you're talking about there is something that's come up for me, you know, even before short form video and, and the challenges there is, is just the idea of video marketing in general. A lot of it is top of funnel awareness kind of content, mm-hmm. right? So we have these same conversations with our video clients where we're producing, you know, brand videos for them. And they're like, well, how can we measure the return on that investment? And it is, it is really, tricky so uh, you can measure those potential vanity metrics of views and and um you know viewer retention and things like that but you don't you can't actually draw a direct line through to revenue as you say so you know do you think that that's just a just a mindset shift for marketers or is it Hmm. is it something that can be overcome and there are ways to measure the return on investment well i think first of all i think that yes there needs to be some sort of mind shift there and that um, I think that there's no more powerful way to to build awareness in a different way right than with with video um, imagery links whatever they can only do so much but if you share videos you're showing a different side of yourself you're making a potential personal connection with people um, that you really can't make in, in any other format. Um, so that's the first thing is like, yeah, we, I think we need a little a bit of a shift. That said, you know, if, who knows? I think in the future, especially if we go more and more video, this becomes a, a required need for businesses um, to connect the dots. So whether it's Facebook or someone else, to, uh, and honestly, it's going to have to be someone like, Facebook or the platform themselves who have the pixel and have API and have all this information. It's not just that they watched the video and converted today because they could technically tell you that uh, with one day view through conversions. But can you tell us the people who have been engaging with our videos the most, how much revenue has even generally come from this? These Mm. people who have been watching, gone, gone to our website, um, it doesn't have to be a direct attribution kind of thing. It's just, it's more like, you know, is this leading to revenue? I kind of get the sense that that will have to come, um, which will slow a little bit of that resistance. Uh, because if everything's going to be video, it's going to get even tougher to measure. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting to see what that, what that looks like and, and how that works. Um, 
So I'm interested to explore a little bit about your your experience moving into and leaning into short form video um, as you've kind of embraced, uh, you know, reels and TikTok and, and all those short form video platforms, you know, what, what's that journey been like for you? Honestly, I think I got to a point where it's make or break. Um, it's been a weird journey on my, in my business. You know, I had hit some pretty quick returns where like, I, I didn't know how to start a business and my business hit heights that I never could have dreamed of. And then, but I'm also a dad. I'm father of three boys, and I, I was a baseball coach for them for 16 years. And what I wanted to do once I had the business started is spend less and less time working and more and more time with them. And so, the result of that was trying to find systems and processes, and you know the the way I want to do things. And uh, that also resulted in me uh, evolving less, changing less, and probably even more resistant to change. So it all kind of timed up kind of nicely because uh, I needed to make some changes immediately regardless. And um, my final season of coaching baseball wrapped up this summer. I was finally going to have a whole lot of time in my hands because my two oldest boys were then in college, my my youngest in high school. And uh, I could just sit down and do some new things. And that's basically yeah. what I've done. There you go. I think, um, you know, when it comes to businesses embracing short form video, I think my gut feel is many of them see that it makes sense for personal brands. It makes sense for influencer type businesses. Um, you know, it, it makes sense for those kinds of businesses, right? But where, where do you see more traditional businesses having an opportunity with short form video yeah um look i I see that opportunity obviously uh from uh being a like a business coach type of person that yeah you want to show that expertise and prove that expertise so it it makes obvious sense for that case but i would say for the typical small business medium-sized business it makes sense as well because this is where people are um they're on they're on tiktok they're consuming video, they're on Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, YouTube, YouTube Shorts, it's all video. So if you've decided as a small business that you're just not gonna start, you're not gonna get into that, um, well, just you might as well not have a marketing budget at that point because nothing else is gonna be nearly as effective as video, just to be top of mind. So it could just be a matter of, you know, as a a restaurant showcasing, you know, the, the food, you know, uh, the, the staff and today's specials and whatever it be. I mean, just there's always a personal side. People want to do business with people. They don't want to do business with just like a logo. Right. So how every brand does that and finds it a way for it to work for them, um, it's going to be a little different for all of them. Uh, I would say, hey, listen to your young employees because they yeah. know this stuff better than anybody. Um, yeah. and, and give them the reins, let them do it. Yeah. So 
you know, as an ads guy, what do you think is the balance or is there a balance between organic and, and using paid strategies on these platforms? Because, you know, TikTok is a powerful ads platform and, you know, we know that Instagram and, and Reels placements are a powerful ads strategy as well. So where, where do you see that balance should be or how do you think about that? That's, you know, I'm still kind of sorting that out because right. um, I haven't, so, so I'm, I'm running some TikTok ads I've also started running some uh, Facebook, Instagram ads, promoting my reels. But once again, I mean, the measurement's hard. And so um, on the TikTok side, I've been doing, I still really haven't even been driving conversions. Um, that, that's still more, because I'm in the early stages of uh, my presence there. I'm just trying to build up my brand the best I can. And on, on the real side, I've been trying to leverage, um, okay, who are the people who are engaging with these videos the most and most recently, and then try to take them to the next step. So some of that has is the custom audiences based on video views and things like that. So um, yeah, I'm still sorting it out because there are two ways to look at it. You can, first of all, you know, this is a good, really good way to reach a broader group of people, probably inexpensively with video and see, you know, who truly engages with it. Um, again, measurement going to be hard, uh, but you can also, I think there's a remarketing opportunity. I think there's also an opportunity for Facebook and uh, uh, TikTok and others to create better remarketing audiences. Uh, as I, I was just actually created a TikTok video on this the other day. How uh, it'd be really nice if I could, target anyone who had watched any of my videos on, on Facebook or Instagram over the last seven days to completion. No yeah. such audience exists, right? right. Um, or I'd love to be able to say, okay, not just that, who are the people who have engaged the most with my videos during the last two months or whatever it is? And those types of things, I, I think, again, those are needs that maybe weren't so loud a year ago or so that Facebook, TikTok, they're, they're going to have to create them and, and that'll give us a lot, some, some more opportunities as well from an advertising point of view. So right I think now, honestly, the, re, the, the remarketing yeah. side, I think, could is the biggest opportunity. It's just really hard to remarket to a, a, an audience that you know is high quality right now with the way those audiences are built. So right now, um, I haven't dug into this enough, but right now, what sort of remarketing can you do to audiences uh, who are engaging with your video on these platforms? Yeah, so on, on Facebook slash Instagram, you can create, a, there are two types of audiences that would capture people who have engaged with your videos, right? So you've got the, the page engagement and Instagram account engagement custom audience. That just captures everything and it's just extremely broad and too broad. Uh, then you've got the video views audience where, yeah, you can create an audience of people who've engaged, like watched uh, three seconds, 10 seconds, 25%, 20, 75%, 50%, 95%. Went out of order there, but um, which is good, but it's for individual videos. You've got to select what those individual videos are. And so if you create new videos every day and you want to focus on you know, the stuff that happened recently, um, the, the engagement happened, happened recently, you have to keep updating it every day and add that new video, mm -hmm. add that new video. And that's 
that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's kind of, it's just kind of frustrating. Um, so you can do that. Uh, on the TikTok side, TikTok, I feel the targeting part of TikTok is still, for custom audiences, compared to Facebook is pretty primitive. So on the video side, you have the ability to, first of all, create an audience of anyone who watched videos from a particular ad group. So instead of an ad set, it's ad group. It's not even picking the specific video. Um, and you do have some audiences that you can create that are kind of similar to what I'm saying, where it's like seven days, uh, 14 days, or 30 days have watched any video. And you could say like for up to 95%, which is great. The problem with TikTok is they've got some tight restrictions on. So it's got to be at least a thousand people to even mm -hmm. use the audience. Whereas on Facebook, you could have a super small audience and still target them and reach them, which is, which is great, especially for small businesses. But for a small business, trying to get that a thousand plus people who have watched your video to completion over the last seven days, you're gonna have to spend a lot of money or have a huge audience to be able to get that. I, I think this is really interesting. I'd love to play out a little scenario with you. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Um, we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I think, uh, I think this could be valuable for our listeners. Uh, if we were to just imagine an imaginary restaurant, you use the example of a, of a small business like a restaurant um, previously. If you were to be asked to advise them on making the most of short form video and in a way that they can understand that there is some sort of return on investment for them, whether that can be directly measured or not. How would you recommend they approach it both organically and, and paid? What would you, where would you say they would start? How should they be thinking about it? Let's just play this out a little. Consume, consume the app, consume the, the format. Um, so follow other restaurants, restaurant, they could be local or not, you know, uh, maybe they yeah. don't have any local restaurants that are doing it well. Um, but, but search for the, the top restaurants uh, that are doing short form video well and see what it is that they're doing well. Um, and I would you know, start on the organic side of that um, because honestly, they may be able to, to stick with organic. The, the interesting thing about TikTok, um, the, the word seems to be your, your number of followers doesn't seem to matter a whole lot. It's more about the quality of the video and whether it it strikes a chord with people and it's, it can spread really, really fast. Like you can have someone with barely any followers with a, a viral video. And I'm not saying that a small restaurant necessarily wants a viral video because they're like really all they care about is local. But the point is like, it, on the paid side, I think about that secondarily. Um, the first thing is using the app, understanding what, first of all, what they engage with, what they really like about what another restaurant's doing. Yeah. Um, well, what and, do you think, just stop, yeah. before we move on from that, what do you think you should be looking for? If, if you are doing your research and in, in consuming content on the app, looking at what other restaurants are doing, you know, should they just be looking at views? Like, you know, what videos <laughs> have got lots of views on these? Or is that the wrong metric to be paying attention to? Well, I mean, I think what often leads to views is um, people watching, like a view time, right? So... 
that's something you may not know from looking at someone else's video. But if they have lots of views, they probably have a, a longer average view time. And I think that in addition to, to uh, the quantity of views, the volume of views is probably is going to be most important because, yeah, if they watch three seconds of your video, they get nothing out of it. That, that, that You get a whole bunch of it. It doesn't matter. That's one reason to, you know, on the advertising side, you have to watch out as well because, yeah, you could spend a whole bunch of money and get a bunch of views that no one's watching to completion. And that's what's most important here is people locally who are engaged to the point where they're watching to the end. Um, because, so that you're then top of mind when they're thinking of where we're going to go to dinner tonight. You know? Yeah. And honestly, that food is such a, a visual business. Um, there's so much we can do with quick video clips focusing on how the food is made even, or how, you know, if someone's serving up the food and, you know, um, and and just and it, even though it's going to be largely self-promotional um, with the restaurant, that's kind of what you want. It's like, what do they make? What, yeah. What's their food? What's their special? You know, what is it that people like? And uh, there's a lot you can do there with these short video clips that I mean, come on, just a quick post in your, your news feed, you know, with an image just doesn't do nearly as well. So, so what would be the next stage from there? Would it be then starting to, you know, experiment with content yeah. on your own platform? Absolutely. I mean, um, I think what, what keeps most businesses back, what kept me back was the fear of creating bad content. But the reality is no one's probably watching you in, in the beginning. And those who yeah. are support you, right? So uh, there's the only way... Like, there are two ways to create great content. One is to hire someone who's done it a lot already and, and they're able to do it. The other is to just start creating and, and learn what works and what doesn't and, and go from there. Yeah. And, you know, again, going back to measuring, like at this stage, organically experimenting, you know, what do you think they should be measuring? Should it just be, again, views or should they be looking at engagement and, you know, people in the comments saying, you know, I can't wait to come to your restaurant or, you know, what would be the key thing that they're looking for to know whether or not it's working? Well, I can tell you when I realized it was working, um, there were two things. It was, first of all, the comments. And specifically, people who said, you know, I followed you for years. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Um, the second thing was people were buying from me and then telling me the reason I did this was because of your videos. Um, so it could be the same thing with really any business. Once you start hearing that, like, oh, yeah, I saw that video. That's great. Whatever. Um, you know that. It's providing that return. And until you start getting that, it's it's difficult to measure. So, I mean, I think that's also something that you've got to make an effort in your restaurant. Yeah. But it's, it's signs, you know, whatever it is uh, to, to get people to follow you on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Because maybe that here's a great way to measure actually for a restaurant. If the only way you can get this special, this discount is because you see it there um it's not in the menu but they they they, they want this discount because they, they saw it you know on tiktok it's the age-old 
marketing attribution thing that so many mm-hmm. businesses typically don't do well of asking customers when they buy or when they come into the store or whatever, how did you hear about us? And actually making that part of a process. And you, know? you really don't even have to, right? So if you make it so you had to see this, like, hey, tell us if you want this discount, like, it, it, you know, in the video itself, just tell us, come in, come in and, and, and tell us that you, you know, it, whether it's a code or whatever, it's like, and make it make it clear, this is secret. It's special. It's only for those people who are following this on TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. that's how you measure it. Yeah, I think what I love about that, it's kind of going back to Gary Vaynerchuk's jab, 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 right hook kind of idea. And I think on these platforms, if you if you're putting a kind of an offer into every single video, then it's not yeah. going to resonate well. But if you do that, mm-hmm. the benefit of these platforms, if people watch one of your videos. And then they, they get served more and they get served more. So they end up kind of seeing more of your content. So you can really effectively do that kind of jab, 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 right hook kind of an approach, I think. Yeah. And I can tell you that it, it's, it's made me feel better about this approach, seeing that I'm not alone wanting to do that, where it's not always sell, sell, sell. That's there a lot. And maybe this is why they are popular in the first place and why they get broader um, uh, distribution is because they aren't constantly selling. And like, I'm, I'm following these people, like man, they're, they create really good videos and they aren't selling. And in some cases they even talk about it. They intentionally never sell. And it, once again, that sounds crazy as a business and as a marketer, but if your main goal is just to be top of mind, um, there, there's a benefit there. Obviously with the restaurant, you might want to measure it and offering a discount. Like no one's going to be mad at a restaurant offering a discount, a local restaurant. Because like that's there's a benefit there to you. Like you need to go to dinner somewhere tonight, right? That's not really a hard sell. So um, it really kind of depends on the business where I think that would fly most. So going further down this this restaurants strategy here, you know, when or if should they be um, thinking about paid strategy as well? Should they be just focused on organic and not worry about paid or what, what would be your advice there? Well, if we're talking video, I, look, it's, I think it all depends. It depends what kind of budget you have for the whole thing. Um, you know, what your goals are because absolutely, um, you know, I'm spending money on TikTok right now. And part of it is to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to accelerate it. I mean, that's what ads really do. Um, more than anything is accelerate the process. I want to get more people watching my videos than are right now. Because if all you do is create videos every day um, and you stick to it, you don't worry too much about how many people are watching, it will grow. It's probably going to grow slowly. If you have that patience, great. If you don't, throw some money behind it. And that's really what it is. It's it's like, you know, how quickly do you want to get going? So yeah. if you want if you want a bigger audience in the local area, you could just I mean, that's the kind of targeting. That's the nice thing about local business. You don't have to worry nearly as much about, oh, what, you know, what kind of what's where are the interests and lookalikes and you know, all that stuff. Like just target locally. That's that's all you really need to do within a certain area. And then uh, whether it's building your audience, which would be fine, or it's just getting more people watching your video. That's all it is. It's an acceleration um, of getting to point B faster. Yeah. Awesome. So 
before we move on from this little scenario, um, I'm interested in if you were to advise them on on how they actually produce the content as well. So, mm. um, you know, what's been your experience or, or what's your, your feelings around the style of production and how they should be doing it? You know, it should, for this restaurant, it should just be, you know, the young staff members filming everything on their phone? Phones are great. I mean, these phones are high quality. They create high quality video. I think the only thing along beyond that makes sure, yeah, phone's fine. Uh, probably want to have some kind of mic, external mic, if you can. And, uh, you know, just make sure that, yeah, you have some good lighting, you know, whether it could be outside or near a window. Um, but beyond that, I mean, that's the kind of beautiful thing about technology these days is everybody's a videographer. You know, everybody's a photographer. They've got pretty good equipment or good enough to create um, a good product right now. Yeah, 100%. The thing I'd add to that as well is, um, you know, when you mentioned before about being a consumer of the platform, you know, really consume and understand the language of the platform as well and, you know, use ideas that you see working and it might not be in in the restaurant industry, it might be in some other Mm -hmm. industry that you can adapt for your industry. You know, some concept or idea for a video that worked well over here could work really well over here for you as well and and play with it and have fun with it as well i agree 100 percent. i think there's a, a middle ground between feeling like you have to copy everybody um and also feeling like it doesn't matter what everyone else is going to do it has been doing i'm going to do my thing because that also means like it may not it work because you don't really understand how the app works Right. So mm. I think there's something right in the middle there. It's good because, you know, for me, getting going early, having no idea, you know, how to do this. I was asking people, you know, what are you using for your captioning? How are you editing um, your videos? Um, what devices are you using? I'm already I know I'm in the market for a new mic. And I've been asking people who have just amazing sound, like what what mic are you using? And so. It, but the truth is, in the early going, with these phones are so good, um, you could start with that. And but st- you'll you'll probably start realizing, oh wait, you know, th- either their their video quality or their audio or something is r- a lot better than mine. You know, why is that? And you can upgrade. But yeah. in the early going, it's not a huge concern to just to get started. I think the beauty of these platforms and short form video just in general is that it allows for so much playfulness and experimentation. It's not something that you need to get right the first time. Uh, You're typically not investing a lot of money into it. Um, So the best way to approach it is to just get started and to play, just have fun, right? Absolutely. And I think that's true. And and really, you can spend a lot. I mean, I, I've been looking into what all these upgrades are going to cost for me and, and you can spend a lot. But the reality is there are a lot of people doing good things, especially small businesses doing good things without that. And part of it's having good personality, good vision for what you want to do and uh, putting it in a video and, and making the, the viewer your main priority. It's not about, oh, what message do I want to get across? It's, you know, how do I connect with with that uh, consumer out there? Yeah. 
Love it. Thanks for playing out that scenario with me, John. I just want to, in closing, just one, one last question. And it's kind of, it's kind of a big one here because I'm interested just mm. from your perspective with your years in the, in the industry, um, what do you think the bigger picture is here? Like what impact do you think that short form video will have or is having or will continue to have on the advertising industry more generally? Well, since, you know, well, F F Facebook, for example, um, needs advertisers spending money. And right now, um, we're starting to see a dip there that we haven't seen in a while. Part of that has to do with attribution. So th the, there's going to be all kinds of motivation from Facebook because they're going in the video direction. I mean, they, they've started going there with reels. Mm. That's going to have to follow with ads as well. And if they can't show advertisers that it's worth the money, they're just going to keep that as Facebook and Meta as a company are just going to keep losing advertisers. Yeah. So I think the future is going to be there going to be more creative ways to run these video ads, more creative ways to target people and more creative ways to measure those results that we're not seeing right now, because it's all been very focused on e-com websites, product catalogs, and, and they do really well in that area. Um, but they're going to have to go beyond that if they want to win the video game. <laughs> I love it. It's like these platforms play catch up with themselves, right? It's kind of like there's, right. there's one of side it. of the company that comes up with these new content platforms and content plays. And then there's this other side of the company that's like, ah, oh, how can we advertise in there? And there's yeah. a catch up. Yeah. And I'd be remiss to forget talking about uh, the metaverse. I mean, obviously that's Facebook's priority or one of the priorities or Meta's priority. Uh, it seems high risk, but we have to assume that there's, when we talk video, we're all also talking about eventually the metaverse. And I assume advertising is involved in that as well. So there's yeah. all, that's, that's something that my brain can't really wrap itself around, but uh, I guess it's coming. Hey, it's an interesting space that we're in and we'll, we'll see where it goes and hopefully we'll continue to adapt and, and develop our strategies as we go as well. I think Absolutely. you need to, to stay current, right? That's true. Awesome. Hey, John, thanks for joining me here. Um, where's the best place for people to follow, learn more from you, maybe follow your journey? Obviously, johnluma.com is your, your home for all things online. So go there and we'll have that link in the show notes for this episode as well. But what would you recommend? TikTok is people come and join you over there. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like now that I'm into this uh, journey, I'm, I'm posting it everywhere. Like that, that's, and that's honestly one of the nice things about getting involved in something like TikTok or Reels is like this format is not unique to that one platform. Mm. You can repurpose it. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at John Loomer, on Instagram at John Loomer, Facebook, John, it's facebook.com slash John Loomer Digital. But it's also YouTube shorts at John Loomer. Uh, I've got places. a podcast too, the podcast too, uh, the podcast with John Lumer and a lot of that right now, because I'm so focused on the videos are repurposed videos made into podcast shorts. Uh, so yeah, uh, but John Lumer is a good place. John Lumer.com is a good place to start though. Nice. Awesome. Lots of value following John. I've certainly got a lot out of, out of following you over the years as well. So thanks for joining me, John. This has been fun. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ben. 
Massive thanks again to John Loomer for joining me on the show today. You'll find links to John and everything he's got going on over at engagevideomarketing.com slash 262. This is episode 262. And of course, go and follow John on TikTok, like he said, and let him know I sent you. All right, that's it for me. I'll see you in next week's episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you for joining me here on the show today. And I'll be back with you with another episode real soon.